there's a scene where I'm fighting off bullets with my handbag. (laughs) And it's the only, I think it's the only little movie I ever made that my husband was interested in. And he's like, you need a machine gun in there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. So I I found the machine gun sound effect, but I had a helicopter sound effect. And it's so fun. Two artists walk into a bar. Now stop me if you've heard this one. Listen in as artists and creators talk over drinks about their work, life, and the creative journey. Hey, welcome back to Two Artists Walk Into a Bar. I'm your host artist, Carol McQuaid. This week, we're at the lovely Trees Cafe in Yaletown, talking with artist, fashion icon, filmmaker, and model, Mel Kobayashi, a.k.a. Bag and a Beret. When she closed down her Vancouver art studio, she turned to herself as canvas, and now she's an iconic figure in the world of fashion blogging. She's a standout on the streets of Vancouver and in major magazine and billboard campaigns all over the place. It was her humor and humility that captivated me. Okay, it was also the lame and the shock of white hair, which she appropriately refers to as tower hair. You'll find links to all the things we talk about in the show notes at twoartistswalkintoabar.com. While you're there, sign up for updates. There'll be a new artist episode coming out on the first Thursday of each month. And there are loads of good artist stories there in the past episodes list. If you like an episode, please share it with your arty friends. And if you love an episode, best way to show us is by sending us around. To do that, just click on the martini glass icon on the website. Your support helps keep the show rolling and ad-free. You can follow the show on social media at two, as in the number two, Two Artists Podcast. And you can follow me, your host, at carolmcquaidart.com or on social media at carolmcquaidart. Now let's head to Yaletown as Mel and I talk about fashion and self as art, staying authentic in the social media space, and how to get into a sports car in tight leather pants. Cheers to that. Here I am at Trees Coffee Shop in downtown Vancouver on a little uh, a little side trip, and I have the pleasure of getting to sit down with Mel Kobayashi, who you may know as Bag and a Beret. Mel, thank you for coming down to meet with uh, me. Carol, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for arranging this. Your show is a amazing oh <laughs> you know what is amazing is your outfit and same as oh. the last time I saw you like you just in fact yeah. I did not tell you this yeah. but one of the reasons I thought to contact you was I was walking down the street the other day yeah and there you were striding along I think fourth avenue oh in something fabulous oh yes definitely. and then I went to <laughs> shoppers drug mart to load up on goodies while I'm here and there was your beautiful face Bing. On the campaign at the front of their store. So, oh my God, you are everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I keep getting notices from people. Um, Mel, I saw you. Mel, I saw you. I, oh gosh, you know. <laughs> but um, I, I went out looking for myself. I was trying to find myself. I've been looking for myself too. <laughs> yeah. but I found myself at Shopper Star Market. So I went out to the local one that's close to my place on Davy Street and they'd had a couple little ones and they had all the youngins in there yeah so I saw myself in a little triangle thing down on a low shelf I was like <laughs> yeah I got on the floor and took a little picture and they had a bit bigger poster I thought that's just not working for me yeah you know? so I went to the big shoppers yeah downtown yeah and 
Uh-huh. Yeah. And you've been like, you've been on billboards and all kinds yeah. of crazy things lately. Yeah. Like since the last time I talked to you. Yeah. Yeah. Before we launch into it, I just want our listeners to know. So I, I'm usually interviewing visual artists and, you know, filmmakers and things like that, all of which you are. But the reason I became aware of you was I had just gotten home from some big trip and I'd been living out of a suitcase for like five months and my wardrobe consisted of five striped t-shirts and (laughs) shorts and a pair of jeans and I just I I got home back to the city and I was like oh I am in such a style rut Mm -hmm. and you know what where do you go when you have an issue these days you turn to the internet right and I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna just sit here and and google my way into figuring this out like how can I kind of revitalize and make myself feel great and I'm not 20, so I wanted to find things that were relevant to me. Right. And so I started Googling grown-up fashion icons around the world, and up pops Bag in a Beret right in my own backyard. It's you, your blog, your stream, and I was just instantly fascinated by the image that you put out there and the wise words. Like, there is a lot of fluff out there, and there is a lot of you know, things that just don't resonate with me. And here was this totally creative, artistic soul just throwing it out there in a really open and wise way. Wow. <laughs> How do I respond to that? <laughs> I think wow is good. That's, I don't that's really I see responded. myself as wise. You know, that's not really an adjective that I'd use to describe myself. <laughs> but I'm really happy that uh, yeah, I inspired you to take action yeah well it's interesting for me as an artist seeing somebody take themselves as a canvas really yes would you say is that fair that's that's exactly fair that's exactly yeah how I see myself because I had lost my studio where Mm -hmm. I created big things and Mm -hmm. I was you know back building inside trying to find a creative outlet and then I just closet me frustration and one thing led to another that's how it uh I express myself now yeah. through my clothing. That's, yeah. that's one outlet. And to start things off, just so our listeners have a bit of a visual, describe your outfit today and where everything came from and how you put this together. Oh, okay. So I'm wearing these um, gold lame thread purple pants with racing stripes down the side, which I added, I'd like to say, for... Um, decorative reasons but it's also they were a little snug when I bought them (laughs) and I got these at a consignment store um, called mine and yours it was on the super super discount rack so it's like yay I just feel so happy when that happens that I'm wearing a really really spangly big gold paillette top and uh, I might have gotten this at uh, oh I think I got this at my sister's closet Mm-hmm. It's at the corner of Helmican and Seymour in Love Vancouver. Love my sister's closet. Right. They, they do support great things. battered women's yeah. shelter services. I think it's the only thrift shop in Vancouver that I know of that doesn't charge the tax because they are 100%, you know, helping their cause. That makes me feel great. Yeah. And I found this awesome top there. Yeah. They have lots of cool stuff. And this, um, I'm wearing a neon, like, ouchy, neon yellow uh, kimono-ish style robe yeah. on top. Very, very thin. I like to wear it, well, because I like it, but it also protects me from the sun Yeah, because this spangled top is almost like a halter top. 
Yeah, so I need something to cover up in the summer. I'm very sensitive skin. Yeah, so. it doesn't just protect you from the sun. It is the sun. Like my transition oh. glasses are transitioning. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yes, I'm an orb <laughs> of warmth and happiness. <laughs> so you are an artist. You were painting in a studio and doing these big, beautiful, uh, I would say like almost even Pollock-esque. Yes, drippy, swoopy, wild acrylics yes. on paper, right? Yes, on paper. on paper. And then you lost your space Yes. and transitioned into expressing yourself this way. Yes. Was it a huge leap for you? Were you always into fashion and always into being very conscious about how you present yourself to the world. What's been the timeline of the evolution of your yeah. style? I've always been very, very conscious of the impact of fashion on how other people perceive you. Mm-hmm. Since I was a kid, I knew fashion um, was a very important thing. And I grew up in the countryside and uh, I always loved to play dress up and then go stand out by the road with my girlfriends and wave at passing cars like we're royalty. (laughs) Yeah, I enjoyed doing that. So small town Canada. Well, not even small town. It was like nowhere. But but it was my home, so it was somewhere. Yeah, it's right along the lake. It was a beautiful place. Yeah, Yeah, small town, small, small. And then uh, I always wanted to get out and move to the city because I thought, well, that's where everything's happening. And then finally I ended up in the city. I still miss the peace and quiet sometimes. So it started from there. And then I went through a lot of years in my, you know, early 20s or so thinking, oh, fashion, you shouldn't be judging me by what I'm wearing. Yeah. You know, and I lived right right behind a value village at (laughs) that time going to SFU. Mm -hmm. I moved out here to the West Coast and I just would wear like coveralls with work boots and I was an art student yeah at SFU and and just very rebellious like anti-fashion yeah and yeah. But that was an important statement yeah also about who I am and sometimes I hoped it pissed people off you know mm-hmm. um I was aware of the impact mm-hmm. but it wasn't always like that because sometimes like I went to the opera once and I wore this I just was thinking about this today I wore super short short gray leather miniskirt, low, you know, hip slung from the Value Village with a belt buckle and a uh, glittery sequin top and super pointy pink satin shoes, slingback shoes. Yeah. I felt so good. And well, that had an impact too. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the people Was that were kind of the with. first time you let this persona out on the street? Um, it's one of the important times that I remember yeah the the impact yeah of what i was wearing that kind of clothing that i was wearing yeah in that context so and i was disappointed that other people weren't you know it's like a it's a the opera yeah you know get dressed up go out and and it was frustrating too at the same time but i i enjoyed it i had a good time that night so yeah yeah and the clothes had a lot to do with it so you just let your fashion flag fly and, yeah and I did. so what was the first fashion moment when you were little like what was that first purchase or thing that kind of made you realize the power of how you dress well we used to have to go to church all the time we were forced to go <laughs> <laughs> and um I loved to have my handbag Mm-hmm. You know, I, <laughs> and you're how old in this 
no I town was maybe church. like grade two oh. or three yeah or maybe a bit older i don't remember yeah but um it was a country church there's it was the center of the community so i would go out i'd save my i guess i was babysitting at that time so i wouldn't have been that young yeah. and I, I or i we would work in the summer times and i'd save up the money and and i'd buy these little handbags maybe at kmart you yeah. know or zellers they had these little girl sized handbags and i yeah. and that's what made me want to go to church <laughs> So I could show all my friends my really nice new handbag. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so that, that's a really good memory. Yeah. yeah. And that, that, that was a strong uh, fashion thing. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I grew up with four older brothers. Yes. And in a very, my dad was a pro football player. Like, just yeah. our world was not fashion-y, was not yeah. girly at mm-hmm. all. And right. like, I was clueless right. about this stuff, just mm-hmm. completely clueless. Mm-hmm. And I can remember being about maybe 14 mm-hmm. and seeing my first Seventeen magazine. Oh. And it was like, oh, like it was kind of the, <laughs> the first. angels yeah, sang. Yeah, it was. They... I heard the choir. <laughs> and it, it gave me my first little glimpse of the power of presentation right you know and and I one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is like I kind of fight with that thing of you know what is self-indulgence and vanity and what is performance and what is truly letting people see who you are like what what is all that stuff and how do we process it and deal with it and I'd love to hear your thoughts on oh yeah there's there's a lot of stuff there that you bring up Um, I could talk and talk but I struggle with that being a style blogger I always thought before I started doing it I heard what these women were doing Mm -hmm. you know taking photos of themselves and putting it online what's wrong with that <laughs> nerve you know I can't believe it yeah. well don't they have anything better to do right <laughs> you know <laughs> yep yeah, yeah. <laughs> eat my words now and how did you deal I... with that and come to that point I'm curious well I started checking it out yeah I started looking at them and going wow they seem very happy and they seem very empowered and then I looked some more and I looked some more and then I was introduced to uh, Bill Cunningham who was the former street style and fashion photographer for the New York Times very famous man sadly passed away but um, there was a documentary about him I went to see and it just blew my mind because he would take photos of street women on the street wearing yeah. different and things. And is that that kind of 40s, 50s era or is he more Well, current? he started when he was very young, but he yeah. he's been he had been doing that for decades. Yeah. You know. So I remember those kinds of pictures of my parents. Yes. And like so stylish. So, yeah. right? You know, just an awareness and a confidence oh. and a wow. Yeah, and, yeah, right? Yeah. And and then I started doing my style blog. So I had to overcome that feeling of being really narcissistic. And for me, it was more a way of finding my identity. Yeah. And I think that's what drew me to these other women. We were all looking for who are we mm-hmm. and trying to connect with other women who we feel a connection with. And style was an easy and fun way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think of the artist Cindy Sherman in New York, mm-hmm. who she does portraits of herself in many, many, many different characters. And I'm really drawn to that. And it's an exploration of who we are, people's perceptions of us. And now I've come to a point where when I hit 50, I started to feel invisible. So I really, that's when I really 
started to get into this yeah. just before I was 50 and ramped up my style. But now I've gone through everything. I've tried on everything. I've worn everything, everything. Yeah. And uh, I'm starting to think, okay, style, great, makes me feel wonderful. And, you, you know, I'll walk down the street, wow, you know, I love your style, whatever. And I think I'm so appreciative that it makes some people very happy but I'm also thinking well it's really it's gone the next step it's not just how do I look it's like what's inside the clothing right what's in there yeah that's the important thing yeah you know who am I inside that clothing so I, I'm trying to develop more like uh, behind the camera mm-hmm. um that aspect of my life a little bit more the creative production side of my life and I still want to keep this style um, aspect front and center but I do want to explore more of the production creative side that side that side yeah Yeah. cool (laughs) yeah so you talked a little bit there about this whole invisibility thing that starts to oh yeah settle in around around people or women at a especially certain age. women, especially like women. men get distinguished. Yeah, gray temples, right? Yeah. And women, we just are, we're gray like dirty laundry. Yeah. That's what we, that's <laughs> how I feel like people look at us. You know, you don't know how to, you don't know how to rinse. <laughs> <laughs> and you have busted like you, you've broken that completely. Yeah. Away. So, do you find now are people responding to you? with this kind of inquisitiveness like you've you've opened the conversation by attracting my attention and being extraordinary and being you know being yourself yeah now let's have a conversation or does it do you find that people are just kind of glimpse and go like what kind of response are you getting to this image that you are putting out there it's varied mm-hmm. some people will just be wow i like your style and just be on their way and some people they'll say wow and I see their face and I can see the longing in their face ah. that they want to be able to do what I'm doing. Yeah. <clears throat> I just sense it. Yeah. And they'll ask me, oh, where did you get it? And, you know, and I'll engage with them and say, oh, the thrift shops are great. And it's a really good place to explore all kinds of different things. And yeah. I want to introduce that to people who, who do um, come to me with that kind of expectation or looking for something they're looking for something so I want to try and guide them you know to you know this is not difficult this is not rocket science it's not about how you it's not about your face or your body it's about you know I'm owning it like I'll wear something really crazy and you know wild I wore an old blanket once covered with leaves yeah and I got lots of compliments on it because my car broke down and all I had in my truck was this old (laughs) crappy blanket right so I wrapped myself in that it was winter I didn't bring my coat I didn't expect to break down but yeah oh wow I love your coat (laughs) okay (laughs) but the reason is the reason is I was owning that coat yeah I was owning that blanket because I felt really kind of ridiculous wearing it so okay I'm gonna have to like fake it yeah I'm gonna have to own it and I did so it's just about anyone can do it anybody can do it you just have to own 
you just have to own it. I remember watching a documentary once years ago, so I'm going to get this totally wrong, but we'll just accept <laughs> that and let it go. Uh, it, was, uh, it was somebody talking about Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. and they were telling a story. I think it was Gloria Steinem she was walking down the street with, and she was, you know, in her off-duty moment with dark glasses and a scarf and walking undetected through the streets. And then all of a sudden she turns to the other person we are assuming was Gloria Steinem and says, do you want to see me be her? And Oh, that's interesting. Yes, and so it just changed her posture, changed her, oh. just changed her energy and suddenly yes. they're being mobbed on the street. You right. Know? Like the power of owning it. That's exactly it. And I, I like to liken it also to police officers, mm-hmm. you know. They have that. Wow, you know, they walk in a room and they're in charge. Yeah. You know, and they're not like that in kindergarten, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Phew. <laughs> you know, maybe they were. Yeah. But um, I can think it, of one. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> it's always one. <laughs> you can train yourself to do mm-hmm. that. And some women have said to me, oh, well, Mel, you know, if you're not wearing something really extravagant or, you know, eye catching in a very obvious way, uh, what's that like? And you can still do it. Yeah. Like if exactly like that example you said, you walk in a room and I expect to be admired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, everyone, I'm here. <laughs> You're like the cat of the fashion world. <laughs> but if if I, you know, if I put that expectation on, yeah, chances are that I will get fed what I'm looking for. I, much higher and maybe jeans and a t-shirt but I'll, I'll come in like I own this room yeah and yeah I will own that room yeah <laughs> and you have you have so much fun with it like I I read your blog and I find it's it's like a it's like a um, it's anthropology you know like you're yeah. looking at human interaction and response Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff and I would say that my favorite parts are when you do the short films oh oh my god oh that's great yeah (laughs) is it code red is it agent bagsy is agent bagsy agent bagsy things like that oh my god like how fun is that to do I'm so pleased that you like that because that was really fun for me to make and that's something I want to do more of yeah it was like a one minute little video I filmed it by myself downtown it was very difficult yeah because um there's a scene where I'm fighting off bullets with my handbag (laughs) and it's the only I think it's the only little movie I ever made that my husband was interested in he's like you need a machine gun in there (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah you're right you're right so I, I found a machine gun sound effect but I had a helicopter sound effect and it's so fun yeah you know what you can make from nothing yeah you know and I, I pull my camera over my head with one hand and look up at the sky it looks like there's like a sky cam or something or you know yeah. put a little target over a view of the street like I'm a bad guy yeah you know it was just so much fun so I would love to be walking appeals. down the street and see somebody in an alley with a selfie sticker a tripod yeah doing that like that's just fascinating to me that that's ballsy like well it took training. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think all the people in the high rises around one of my favorite alleys are like, oh, she's back. Go get the chips. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Pull up a chair. She's back. So, yeah. yeah. It, and it, it, 
took a while. Like at the beginning, I just kind of furtively, okay, take a couple pictures and run. But now it's yeah. like, okay, fine, you're, you're, I'm here. I'm just going to do my thing. And I treat it more like like a job, but it's not a job. It's too enjoyable. Yeah. Or if it is a job, it's the best job in the world. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, I want to do more of that. And this, this when you're talking about with Agent Baxi, Code Red, I filmed some of that on busy Granville Street, mm -hmm. just holding my camera up in front of my face, and I thought, oh, I look like a doofus, you know. <laughs> you know? And I see sometimes people doing that, and I still have a critical eye. Oh well, can't you just walk down the street? Well, here I am, and this is me eating my words again, right? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like it. So and it makes me be a kinder, more open-minded person towards other people. You know, every time I do something that I'm critical of, it's a new level of learning for me. And I'm just so appreciative that um, I could do that, that, that yeah. I could turn that criticism into a really positive thing. Yeah. Yeah. And once you're that far in, like yeah. just you're already on the street with the camera and you may as well just go well, for it right well I find too like with my clothing I could wear something very very outrageous like if I go to do a particular shoot and I'm wearing a wig and a you know a big gown and a mm -hmm. you know something blue lips or whatever and it's very outrageous yeah people don't really care that much yeah they don't really they'll maybe stand back a little more than usual yeah. as long as you're not going to threaten them with bodily harm or ask you know, maybe ask for money. Yeah. They're, they're going to just, you know, you're just one of the people downtown just going, going around. Yeah. So for our listeners, because, mm -hmm. you know, maybe they're envisioning something very costumey. What you're doing is beautiful and very bogey, which you've been in. Yes. Marie Claire magazines yes. like that. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's not just that it's outrageous. It is beautiful and mm. You know, you Thank can you. take a $4 thrift store coat and make it look like something amazing. And that's, that's part of the beauty of what you're doing. You oh, know, it's, thank you. It's, it may be it's different, but it's still beautiful and appealing and all of those things. Well, that's part of the owning it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. There was another video you did. I think you're being picked up and put in a car or oh. something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're all the, great. Well, they're, yeah, I love them all. Yeah, just because I put my heart into it yeah. so much and, yeah. and just and go out to enjoy myself. It's an art form. It is unique, and it is so far to me. When I was going through that little self-esteem crisis and mm -hmm. and mining the depths of the internet to mm -hmm. get whatever information I needed, I saw a lot of things that were very. Here's how to look right. Here's how to look oh, like everybody yeah. else. Here's mm -hmm. how to, you know, here's how to half tuck your shirt so you do it the right way and not the wrong <laughs> right. way, you know? Here's how to look <laughs> messy in yeah. an artful way. Yeah. In the proper way. Yeah. 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 Proper so messy. Everyone who's doing it is doing it the same. <laughs> right. And, you know, you're the one person I, I still follow because it, it is beautiful. It's art. It's oh. fascinating. And your skills, like just straight as a short filmmaker the fact that you're doing that all by yourself and you're figuring it out on your own it is that is amazing on its own but the actual short films are amazing standalone whoever did them like oh. you did that black and white one thank you the black and white one is fabulous like oh, you yeah. are tell us a thank little you. bit about that there are two parts there's the first part where I'm wearing tight leather pants and I can hardly walk 
and I drop a glove. Obviously, I can't bend over and pick it up. <laughs> I had my tripod on the sidewalk, and I had to keep timing it so people weren't in the shot with me. So in the end, I left it on the sidewalk, and then I went to a bench to sit down. <laughs> and ponder and, this. <laughs> yeah, how do I sit down with tight leather pants? So I finally found a way to lever myself down onto the bench. And that, that's the gist of the story, and my tripod was set up there too. Yeah. And I really love the silent film aspect because I get to do the exaggerated faces. Yeah. And I do that all the time. Anyway, I think I'm living in the wrong era. I should have been a 1920s, yeah. you know, silent film movie star. Yeah. yeah you are brilliant <laughs> at it. At, Thank yeah. you. You're brilliant at doing it and you're brilliant at capturing it. Thank you so much. And yeah. then the part two was the one with the car that you mentioned. But I did have help with that one. I had my friend Barbara. She did the camera for me. And my brother and his partner were the two, two people who were also involved. They're the ones shoving me into the car yeah. like a log. <laughs> yeah. Because my tight leather pants, I couldn't get in. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really fun to make. Yeah. yeah. And the editing process is good. And I, always, I do ask my husband for feedback. He goes, too long. <laughs> like, I know and now I don't even you know I don't even have to ask him at that stage because I know what he's going to say too long yeah and he's always right yeah uh, you know in that respect so yeah because they are perfect cut 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 yeah, yeah. it's They're, hard it's really hard yeah but I'm getting better you're writing your blog you're doing these short films mm -hmm. you're putting these outfits together and doing these shoots constantly like yeah. you keep your Instagram feed well populated yeah and you're also now you've attracted some attention and you're doing these campaigns which are pretty yes. wowy right yeah so tell us about those and where they came from how they came to be well that's one part of this whole social media thing I had never ever ever anticipated you know I think a lot of us start a blog and think oh I'm going to be an overnight sensation and then you get wrapped up in the friendships and you realize okay I'm not an overnight sensation but I'm having a heck of a lot of fun yeah but then I was scouted in a coffee shop and it was a talent agent saying oh you want to join I wasn't sure she said well try us out and through that I got my first audition I went to I got a big campaign with Uniqlo mm -hmm. which is a global fashion retailer yeah and, love uh, Uniqlo that was really pretty freaky yeah <laughs> it was fun I loved everything and I learned a lot and I learned a lot from the model who came from Japan for that but people from New York and LA they all came and I was like what am I doing here I don't belong here but they wanted me you know it takes time to accept that right yeah and then uh, I didn't sign with that agent in the end because I wasn't really ready for that yes then I got another email and it was to um, be in a Nordstrom campaign mm -hmm. I was so thrilled so they flew me to Toronto, uh, we did some shooting there, and then later on we did some shooting in Vancouver for another seasonal part of the campaign, and really fun, really fantastic, the crew, uh, the cast, the other models, some professional, some were also uh, social media people like me, yeah. but amazing learning curve again and I, they flew me to Toronto for a party yeah so I felt like a movie star oh, so fun. who can say no to that right yeah and completely unexpected and then this latest one with Shoppers Drug Mart again just lands in my inbox I wasn't really sure if it was real or not right so 
oh, can you send us a biography? And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll send you my biography. I don't think you're real. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I did. Yeah. And then, bing. Yeah. Yep. Shooting date is then, and this is then, and then yeah. there you go. And then now it's open. And yeah, I, it's stunning to go in and see yourself. The, the downtown outlet I went to, I was digital lights on the, they have these big columns in the store and there were photos and movies of me on them and they're reflected in all the mirrors it's like being in a fun house yeah <laughs> you know, it had that kind of surreal weird circus feeling where you kind of hear children singing those weird scary songs yeah. you know? <laughs> but it was cool it was so cool but yeah yeah I, I enjoyed it a lot yeah, I never thought it would happen. So it's so funny. I'm staying with a friend here in the neighborhood, yeah. and I said to her, "I'm going to meet my friend Mel." And, yeah. and I said, "You know, do you follow her? She's yeah. amazing." And I pulled up your feed, and she took one look, and she went, "Oh, the Nordstrom model." Oh my gosh! Right? <laughs> yes, that's right. Isn't my friend, the Nordstrom model. So funny. Now they'll say, "Oh, the Shoppers Drug Mart." Model. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, people in my building who I'm. Yeah. I haven't talked to really. They'll go, oh wow, I saw you. And yeah, it's a real yeah. icebreaker. Yeah, you know. And I love this. You know, you are not twenty, which is you know companies Ew. like Uniqlo and magazines like Vogue and Marie Claire. It used to be we have this very narrow vision yes. of what is beautiful, what yes. is now, and you know we spend a lot more time being grown up than we do being fourteen to eighteen. Right. Yes, and it's so great to see this kind of representation now oh. of beautiful people at different stages in their lives mm -hmm. and being themselves mm -hmm. and being fabulous well, I'm I'm really thrilled by this yeah. change you know I'm I'm thrilled to be part of it but apart from that I just think this is a really healthy yeah. thing to happen and they're savvy mm -hmm. you know they know that we're big demographic the yeah. women over 50 a huge demographic and apparently we have lots of money yeah to spend <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah, where's so, mine? Yeah, <laughs> right? So they're smart. And yeah. you know what's so interesting? I go in the store, and sneakers are really popular now, and popular to wear with clothing, and I'm thinking, oh, that's very clever. Yeah. I think they've developed that to accommodate women who are having troublesome footwear yeah as we age you know it's harder to wear heels and i think that the designers have said oh look at these really hot cool yeah you know hot cool footwear it's sneakers yeah they're just emancipating to, us <laughs> yeah just to kind of you know cater to our needs without saying here's some shoes that won't hurt your old feet yeah <laughs> you know something like that and i love that they're doing that i love that they're making things that are comfortable without smacking us over the head and saying yeah. oh I wonder if it's partly social media is helping democratize fashion. It's like, stop telling us what we want, here's what we want, and retailers are responding to it. Do you think that's... Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of that, but I do think that the marketing forces in um, social media, where people are getting paid to promote certain products, I think that has a spillover effect too because mm -hmm. a lot of the popular social media people are getting lots of sponsorship offers yeah. so and does that but happen i do with you? think do there's you? a double yeah you know it goes both ways i think yeah. i think there's both at play yeah 
Do you do a lot of that with no, your? No, I don't. No, I get a lot of inquiries, mm -hmm. but I ignore most of them. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say ninety-nine percent. I yeah. I don't do because if they don't fit with my creative vision or my personal aesthetic, you know, I I wouldn't do that because that's my that's my holy space. Right. You know, my my social media is my holy space, and if it. If, what a uh, cool statement that yeah, is. Yeah, if it, if it jives with something I really like or I really support, it's really going to be super fun, like the Shoppers campaign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it yeah. for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's uh, my space. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a great expression yeah. of you as opposed to a tool to. Yeah. It's my art. Totally. Yeah. And where yeah. do you see it going? Well. <laughs> <laughs> depends on my day right yeah uh, when i have a good day it's like i'll be living the high life i'll have a penthouse you know it's, i yeah. will never have to vacuum again <laughs> it's a big dream i'll yeah. have a, a personal chef and, and yeah. you know someone to drive me around but on most days it's yeah. like i'm just gonna have fun today yeah. On a bad day, we'll, we won't even talk about that. Yeah. Right? It's like, I'm shutting this down. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> so. yeah. Do you ever feel like that? Like, do you ever just want to put on jeans and a t-shirt and not post, not like walk away from it all? Do you ever get that feeling? Yeah, I do. Once yeah. in a while. Like I went for maybe a month, mm -hmm. almost last this summer, maybe. It seemed like a really long time without mm -hmm. posting because sometimes I do have to step away. And now I feel like, okay, this is a tricky thing. You know, if you step away too much, you might not get the offers to do the cool stuff right. that I've been doing, which I love. Yeah. But uh, if I stay in too intensely, it's like it becomes a duty. It yeah. becomes uh, a pressure. And it's very difficult for me to be totally free and creative with a huge pressure. And I've been asked before to do paintings on commission. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Like I, I had someone say, can you make me the painting this big, have these colors in it? And I tried and I could not do it. Right. I thought, Mel, how are you ever going to be successful if you can't do one stupid little painting on commission? Right. Right. But I, but you the need pressure, to do, yeah. the pressure, the yeah. pressure. I, I couldn't handle the pressure. Yeah. So I get that. You're do just, you, yeah, you are how this do you do, spark. How do you handle that? Like, yeah. Your art is that you express yourself. And so when somebody says, could you express yourself more like this? Right. Yeah. And I do think the more professional I might go in terms of, you know, whatever, collaborating with other people or filmmaking uh -huh. or whatever I go into, there will be more of that compromise yeah. required, you know? And how so I'm not, will you deal with that? I don't know how I deal with it. I think it'll just take um, experience. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like these big campaigns I've been in the first time I was terrified and they tell me to do something. It's like, wow, okay, yeah. I'll try. Right. And the next time I tried and it was a lot better. And then the next time it's better. And I think it'll just keep getting better and I'll get used to what I'm being asked to do and not freaking out and be able to handle it. And I'm not in charge. Yeah. I can't tell them what I want to wear. Mm -hmm. Those things. I'm not in charge of my image. I yeah. have to let go of control of my image that's very very difficult for me yeah you know I take my most almost all of my own photos so I'm in charge what people see but when I'm not you know it makes me and wonder but I think it'll happen over yeah. time 
It's kind of hard to say to a big international campaign, um, I think this will go better if I take my own photos. So you, if you yeah. could just hand me that camera. Is there a timer on this? Can you step back? I think it'll look better over here. Yeah. But they did say to me, just be yourself. You know, yeah. I was doing the model thing, you know, model, model, model. Yeah. Just be yourself, Mel. And then I'd like, okay. And I was doing kicks and, you know, yeah. it was, and it was really, a really good direction because it made me relax. Yeah. I think that's what they really wanted. You know, yeah, the shoot, they just, I think any shoot, they want you to relax. But yeah. when it's so new, it's just. You did a thing online that was, uh, it was something about like how to pose laughing your head off or something like that. And you describe exactly how to do that. And it is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure which one, because I've written about that a couple of times, but yeah. I know I've done one how to pose, like how to be a plank or yeah. it was just ridiculous, you yeah. know, and it's just a very odd thing. Yeah. To, I take a lot of photos in my stairwell in my building when I can't go out on location, it's a lot of work for me to pack up my tripod and my blah, 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 and a big bag, it's heavy. Yeah. So I take a lot in the stairs and I'm just laughing and laughing all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> stairwell. <laughs> Eventually I'll start really laughing because Mel, this is like, this is really weird and unnatural. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Ah, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and I used to hate it when people can laugh on cue. I yeah. thought, that is so not genuine. Wow. And I see kids doing it, more and more kids doing it. It's like, wow, that, that's really bad. But now I'm so happy I can do it. Yeah. I had a moment the other day. I was walking down to Granville Island. I saw a dad and he was positioning his child for a photo. And the child was maybe four. And he got him all lined up. And the child went into this automatic, like, peace sign pose right and it was like snap snap and then right. put it away and I just had this moment of like <gasps> what are we creating you know yeah. and right. yet when I go to take pictures of myself <laughs> it's terrible like I need a I need a little bit of what that four-year-old right <laughs> so and you seem to have this way of getting these shots that even though you are they're initiated by like totally faking it yes they're authentic you are having fun you're creating yeah. something that is so genuine and so beautiful thank and you well I think I can get to that genuine point like I do start out fake 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 right mm -hmm. and then usually what I'm wearing is just so cool yeah and I'll think about that or I'll put myself in a situation oh there's Jean-Jacques with my yacht yeah and I'll you know Jean-Jacques and I'll have this little dialogue in my head you know yeah and uh, that will bring in the authenticity yeah to to the shots right if I just do eh, you know just yeah the cold that face you just made yeah. is the face that I have in every yeah. picture I ever took uh, so I'm going to try that Jean-Jacques with his yacht thing yeah. sometime <laughs> Jean-Jacques Jean-Jacques oh yeah, yeah you have one so this is good <laughs> yeah if you squint your eyes a little bit it looks more sincere yeah okay thank you I'm going to write that down for all you listeners out there when you're faking sincerity when you're faking sincerity just squint squint. your eyes just a little bit you know yeah. yeah. One other thing you do, you can tell I'm a total fan, but uh, one other thing that you do that I yeah. totally love are those little sketches of you. Like, oh. they are so charming. Oh. And uh, you capture you very Thank well. You. <laughs> so, where can people see them and what inspires them? Tell us about those. 
Those are called my little turnip heads because it's shaped like a big fat turnip, the head. And um, I go out on an inspiration walk every day and I'll go to a coffee shop and I'll draw a little character and she's wearing what I'm wearing that day. So it's kind of like an outfit diary. Yep. How did that make me feel that day? And I'll draw maybe a little kitty cat with me. And we're in some scene. There's a royal yacht often in the background. Yeah. <laughs> that seems to be a recurring theme, the royal <laughs> and the yacht and all that. I really enjoy doing that. I started doing that when I lost my studio. So I knew I had to go small. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of putting that into a book or cards or something on Etsy. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I have an Etsy store. I have one thing in there right now. <laughs> so what is excited. it? Maybe I want it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know what I'm going to do, but she has a future. Yeah. She has a future. I'm just not sure what it's going to be yet. Yeah. So there are are a few of them scattered through my blog. If you just search turnip head or sketch, they'll they'll come up. Yeah, because you can really draw. Thank you. Yeah, they're captivating. If that were a book, I would be very into that. Oh, thanks so much. Well, I do it with a pen, like a rollerball pen. And then often I'll color them with pencil crayons afterwards. Yeah. And that's very meditative. Yeah. And I used to do a lot of coloring in coffee shops. And people would be very drawn to, what are you doing? Oh, I'm coloring my turnip head, you know. Yeah. It's very therapeutic. And then the whole coloring thing took off as... For adults, right. like a, a therapy. So, yeah, it, it's really good to work off stress, all that, yeah. you know, with the pencil crayon. It's good. And just another fun facet of your <sighs> fashionista, artistic, well, beautiful, blended lifestyle. It's so t- tricky, you know, like I'll do the style, I'll do the sketching, I'll do the video, I'll do these things. And people like to slap people, mm-hmm. you know. What are you? Yeah. Uh, uh, well... You know, I do style and blah, blah, blah. And some of the people who like the more high fashion aspects of my style, they're not as keen on the comedic mm-hmm. aspects. And some people who like the sketchy things are not so keen on the whatevers, right? Yeah. So it's hard to describe myself. People say, what are you? I'd like to say, well, I'm an artist, but... You know, I was raised, you don't call yourself an artist. Other people call you an artist, which is a little bit maybe problematic. Right? Yeah. If you go to a party, well, what are you? Well, yeah. guess. Yeah. You know, guess what I am. Because I can't tell you what I am because yeah. that would be bad. Accountants you, don't have to do that. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Why do we so, have to do that? <laughs> it's yeah. just an all-encompassing mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah. It's difficult to nail down. I want to do everything. Yeah. You know? Well, you're kind of doing everything, but in a cohesive way, you Mm. know? Like, you've got uh, the art aspect of your life and the fashion aspect and the writing aspect. It all has a flow and it Mm. all is a... It is a... It's a cohesive little glimpse into who you are. When we first started talking, you said something about how what you're doing kind of gives people permission yes. to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very cool thing. And it's mm-hmm. something that I think you do beautifully. And oh. it looks like you're having fun as you're doing it. Thanks so much. I do. Yay. I generally really enjoy being out with my camera, making something, editing it. You know, yeah, I, I do. Yeah. So if you had one piece of advice for 
imagine me at the end of that trip coming back and thinking like I need an infusion of style. Yeah. You know, if you could give one piece of advice to a person listening, thinking, oh, I'd love to be, you know, as half as fabulous as Mel, like what would that piece of advice be? I think it, it's, it's up to that person's uh, fearlessness. Mm-hmm. I would say wear something the most outrageous that you have in your closet. But a lot of people can't do that because mm-hmm. they feel too vulnerable. Yeah, and self-conscious. Yeah, and I think you have to work up to it. Mm-hmm. It feels like a Halloween costume. Yeah. And if, you're, if you feel like you're wearing a Halloween costume, people will look at you like you're wearing a Halloween costume. It's yeah. not authentic. So maybe a good starting point is put on some sexy underwear. Yeah. If you, if you, if you not all wearing, you may not, not already wearing, wearing this, them, but right? and then you walk around with that sexy secret yeah. smile, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's part of what I'm talking about. You want to walk around like you're wearing the sexy underwear all the time, but you don't even have to wear sexy underwear to get special secret smile. Yeah. You're getting it from everything you're wearing. Yeah. Right. It almost sounds like what you are wearing is not necessarily affecting how people see you it's affecting how you see you and that's affecting how people see you that is a profound statement (laughs) (laughs) it's my first one so i'm glad we're recording it (laughs) i totally agree with you carol i think uh, i i think that's exactly it it's about how you perceive yourself and like you tell other people how to perceive you by how you perceive yourself. Yeah. That's it. You said it. Yeah. So, Mel, yeah. the show is called Two Artists Walk Into a Bar. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you have a secret little punchline tucked up the sleeve of that beautiful coat for me. Or if you have a joke or a funny story from your creative life you want to share with us. Yes, what I do. I have a funny story. I had just... Uh, blogger meetup had happened in Vancouver and this amazing woman who is also an inspiration to me her name is Pao P-A-O she has a blog called Project Minima she makes all her own clothes she's fabulous she had given me a vintage swimsuit and it had the little cone tit things and you know it was like really cool and um, it was gorgeous and I never showed my flesh Mm -hmm. ever Mm -hmm. I just don't do yeah. I'm not that kind of girl, <laughs> you know, nothing like short or, you know, yeah. no, you know, and I didn't show my arms, not just, be, not because of women over 35 yeah, right. shouldn't show their bare arms. No, yeah. it's just because I wasn't comfortable doing no like low cut. No, no, yeah. no. But she gave me that and I thought, well, I, I have to do a post on it now. Yeah. So I put it on, I was in my stairwell, it was at night, I was doing the shoot and uh, I went to go home. And I forgot the key to our apartment. (laughs) I was locked in the stairwell at night in my 50s vintage bathing suit with my tripod and camera. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) So I went down and our our stairwell is locked. Mm -hmm. You can't just go out. Right, oh, no. which is why I was I was locked out of our apartment because I didn't have the key for the stairwell. Yeah. So you get in there, you're locked. You're going outside. Yeah. So I went down all those floors to the front of the building. Oh my gosh! In my bathing suit at night. Yeah. And what time of year is this? This was, it was late summer. Okay. So it wasn't really cold yet. Yeah. And uh, 
I called my apartment because my husband was home, but he had a new machine and he was playing with it. It's loud, right? And I thought, okay, I have my tripod. I have my baby suit. I could go to the park and take some more photos. I thought the stairwell folders photos were pretty challenging. Well, that yeah. would be even more challenging. Yeah, this is like life far. reaching down and nudging you out of the nest. <laughs> oh, yeah? You don't want to show anything? Here we go, baby. We're taking it for a walk. <laughs> so... I called. There was. I don't think he answered the first time. I was like, oh, yeah. this is rich, right? Yeah. And then I called again, and he, he picked up. Yeah. And uh, he let me. He buzzed me in. Yeah. But he, I don't think he knew I was in the stairwell in my baby suit. I came home. <laughs> Hi, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my funny story. Oh. Yeah. And from then on, I've been. You know, miniskirts, okay. Yeah. You know, sleeveless, okay. Low cut, okay. And I'm, now I'm thinking, well, I can go as low cut as I want. Yeah. You know, I just need double-sided tape. Yeah. You know, that's what they do, I think. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. that's my funny right story. Right on <laughs> your breakout moment. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah. So for listeners who want to follow your work and see what you're doing, where do they find you online? I have my blog, which is Bag and Abere. Mm-hmm. It's B-A-G-A-N-D, A. Beret, B-E-R-E-T, mm-hmm. dot blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. And then I'm on Instagram. And that was much later to join. Everyone said, Mel, you got to join Instagram. You got to join Instagram. Yeah. Finally, I joined. And then that just kind of yeah, took Inst- on a life itself. Instagram right? loves you. Awesome. Yeah, I was like, whoa, what's happening? Imposter yeah. syndrome. Uh, uh, that's also Instagram.com, bag and a beret. Yeah. Uh, those are my two main. And I have some photos of the art that I've made in my big studio. Yeah. I also do little sketches in my, I do journaling every day. Mm-hmm. I do sketches of a little turnip head, which is me wearing the clothes I wear that day, usually with some kitty, yeah. it's royal kitties. And so I do those every day and color them with pencil crayons. Yeah. yeah, that's part of my therapy. And I'll post them on my art website, which is melaniekobayashi.homestead.com. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. I'll put links to all these things That's in awesome. the show notes. And it's yeah. funny when I when I called you up, I wanted to talk to you a lot about your visual art. Yes. But your whole life is a work of art. It's oh, awesome. So well, thank you, Carol. <laughs> this is yeah, this is a joy to be a living work yeah, of art. Isn't there an award for that? I'm gonna make you one right now. <laughs> thank you. It was just a it was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, so happy you you contacted me. It was really fun. Yay. Yeah, thank thanks you. for coming out. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> You've been listening to Two Artists Walk Into a Bar. I'm your host artist, Carol McQuaid. For full show notes and all the links, head to twoartistswalkintoabar.com. If you liked the episode, remember to subscribe, sign up for updates, and leave us a review. And if you loved the episode, head to twoartistswalkintoabar.com and buy us our next round. Cheers. <laughs>